five steps on getting your LinkedIn company page strategy right today. The first step, make sure that you've got your business goals sorted. The second step is make sure that your CEO is involved in the process. They are then going to give you the third step, which is having make sure you've got the right resources. The fourth step is make sure your company page is set up 100% correctly. And the fifth step is stay consistent over a long period of time, not, you know, go out hard and then disappear. So that's my five step process. Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Today, we have a very special episode for you as we welcome back the one and only Michelle J. Raymond, who is a globally recognized LinkedIn company page expert. Michelle was one of our first podcast guests at the end of 2021, and we are so excited to hear what has changed in the world of LinkedIn since then. She has spent more than 20 years in sales-focused roles and discovered social selling on LinkedIn around eight years ago. Michelle created Good Trading Company to share what she had learned with business owners who recognized the modern B2B buyer is online. Michelle is a valued B2B LinkedIn trainer a founding member of the LinkedIn Small Business Advisory Council for Pages and a co-author of the global best-selling book on LinkedIn company pages called Business Gold. So settle in and get ready to learn about LinkedIn company pages. Hi, everybody. It's Marilis here. So LinkedIn is an excellent tool for marketing your personal brand and company. I know you think you're too busy to invest much time into it, but after this episode, you might want to, let's say, rethink your priorities regarding social media platforms. In today's episode, we will dive into some efficient strategies for building a company page. Still, we also look for how you can use your company and personal brand together. We had an interview here with Michelle Raymond a year ago. It seems like yesterday, but we all know that one year is a long time in digital marketing. <laughs> Welcome back, Michelle. I can't believe it's been a year. How much has happened, how much we've grown, how far we've come. Uh, that's the lesson, I think, for everybody listening in today. If you start today, you will never know where you'll get in one year. I know, I know. It's crazy <laughs> how time really flies. <laughs> Absolutely. So we are very, very glad to have you back here. So I don't know, I think I'd, I'd like to start. Maybe you can kind of give us an overview what has happened during this past year. I mean, especially with, with LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, look, and I love company pages and all things company pages. Mm -hmm. That's my specialty. And getting the most out of company pages is what I love to figure out. And over the last 12 months since we last spoke, I think probably 12 months ago, I was still promising people, look, there's features coming, hang in there. It's okay, we're just getting started. Another year in, and we've just seen so many new features come through. Now those features are because LinkedIn has been listening to all of the members. You may not think that they do, but the LinkedIn pages team has been listening to us and the complaints that people have are, you know, it takes too long to build a company page or we don't get any reach in the home feed and things along those lines. So we got a lot of new features this year to help us 
grow the page faster. So we've seen changes, for instance, in the invite credits. They went from 100 to 250. You know, that's, you know, more Mm. than double. And so that effectively means if with a powerful inviting strategy, you can grow that page twice as fast. Now, if you get your whole team involved, it's even faster again. I love that they're listening and that we're seeing features align. And I think we're going to just keep seeing more of that. Um, And so things along those lines with the new features just keep coming out faster than I can keep up with most of the time. Oh my God, I so get that. So let's talk about the few new feature here because for me, the first things that comes to my mind is of course linked uh, in a newsletter because it was huge what happened around that this year. What, what else is something, I don't know, we should talk about here today? Yeah, so for company pages especially, LinkedIn newsletters are Mm -hmm. one of the big priorities for the pages team. Now, Mm -hmm. as a business owner, why should you pay attention to that? Two reasons that I give people. Number one, when you create a newsletter and it goes out, you build up a subscriber base. And so people can opt in to receive that. Now, if you don't have the technology or the input to set uh, set up an email marketing um, campaign off LinkedIn, it's a really great way to build up subscribers that you can reach. Mm -hmm. Now, why I love that is that every time a newsletter goes out to those subscribers, every single one of them gets notified or receives it in their inbox. Now that's my way of tackling not showing up in the feed. So I've actually Mm -hmm. dropped off how much content I create and focusing more on putting newsletters out. One, because I know they're guaranteed to be delivered. And two, the second reason is that they're indexed by Google. And so I can have the chance to get discovered off LinkedIn and drive traffic back again. And so newsletters are important to LinkedIn because they did a study um, each year, the Edelman report into the B2B buyer. And Marilise, this is what they said. The research into the B2B buyer says, we are basically sick to death of Googling, looking for answers and coming up with the same SEO written blogs. You know Mm -hmm. the kind. You type Mm -hmm. in any question and it doesn't matter whose website you go to, they all pretty much read the same. What they found was these buyers are looking for original thought leadership and that's the real opportunity for brands this year and beyond is to start to really drive conversations. You know, we hear a lot about it for individuals, but now it's time for brands to really take their place. So LinkedIn newsletters is the tool for that, that we've been given. The Mm -hmm. other one, which is a priority for LinkedIn is LinkedIn lives. Um, And Mm -hmm. so they are really supporting it from a business perspective, from a brand perspective. Uh, They're pushing that. And I personally love them because you can repurpose them so many different ways. Uh, And so they're a great tool for me to use to build my community. And I highly encourage any business that's on LinkedIn to really look into those two tools specifically. Yeah, thank you. I I know LinkedIn Live has been around for for some time. But my question is, um, I remember when I... uh, started as a content creator then there were a certain number of followers you needed to have before you can actually do linkedin live what are those numbers today or yes mm -hmm. on a company page it used to be 500 page followers Mm -hmm. plus 
that mm-hmm. got dropped down to 150 page followers. Mm-hmm. And as long as you haven't broken any of the LinkedIn rules and ended up in LinkedIn jail, you get automatically <laughs> approved. So you don't even need to apply anymore. They made it really easy. They're encouraging us to do it. And we'll start to see, I think, new features come through to really make LinkedIn Live evolve. Um, Also, I'm testing at the moment, which complements that LinkedIn audio for company pages. So that's just in alpha test mode. So it hasn't even, Mm. you know, rolled out anywhere yet. But starting to get, again, brands get tools to have conversations to build communities with their uh, the people that are, you know, interested in what that brand has to say. And so I love where this is going. Um, it's really easy to get um, approved. Uh, and like I said, LinkedIn are pushing these particular tools. And again, brands involved in conversations, mm-hmm. you know, driving thought leadership. And that's, you know, a space that I really want to be a part of. So pretty much what we can do, we can work very efficiently with our content creation. We can uh, do audio, video, or the email yeah. uh, subscriptions, everything inside LinkedIn. And uh, it actually helps us because it is indexed by Google. So, yeah. oh my God, that's, that's huge. And if you've already built your community on LinkedIn, the powerful thing is you can leverage that. You know, quite often what I found, for instance, last year is I was on Clubhouse And then people would get directed to Instagram or Twitter, which I didn't use at that time. So then all of a sudden I split my time between two other platforms, which I don't enjoy and I don't like, uh, but my community was getting driven there. Now, if I, for instance, take LinkedIn audio as an example, Mm -hmm. I've got an existing community who already knows my business that I can foster and nurture those relationships within LinkedIn, you know, so I'm not building Mm -hmm. from the ground up. I can actually just nurture those relationships. And I think that's really such a huge opportunity for businesses in the next 12 months to two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned Clubhouse. I know it's not so popular yet maybe in Europe, but I know they use it a lot in the States. What about the Australian market? Yeah, so I think Clubhouse was pretty huge last year. I was on it. I did lots of rooms um, consistently Mm -hmm. with a couple of groups of people like Brenda Meller and I did one on company pages for around six months. And that was really great. And I love the concept. Um, I love that you don't have to worry about lighting or making sure you look good. You can multitask while you're just doing these audio rooms. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you really, what I loved about it is people had the opportunity to ask questions. So they asked me anything format really worked well and I would find that you connected with people faster than sending direct messages backwards and forwards on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. at the end of the year it kind of got to a point where it wasn't as popular and Mm -hmm. you know the number of people coming to the rooms had dropped off I personally stopped doing it when we came into this year and I know a lot of people within my network also stopped I don't think that that is actually a problem with social audio. I think just the hype was so big and then it was really Mm -hmm. hard for people to get on. And then after that, you're like, I'm bored of that. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm moving on to the next thing that's got my attention. And maybe TikTok came in there or maybe, you know, Instagram Reels or other platforms. Uh, And so from that perspective, I don't think the problem is social audio. I think there's a place. I just think Clubhouse, you know, kind of made it. They grew too big too fast. I think that was the main issue. 
Okay, maybe it will happen soon here in Europe as well. And just for those listeners who are not aware, Clubhouse is this, let's say, new type of uh, social network, uh, which is really based on voice. People around the world really come together to talk, to listen, to learn from each other. Um, and it's real time, right? Absolutely. So mm -hmm. as a speaker or as a host of these rooms, what I got really good at was being able to put across my point of view, being able to answer questions really quickly. And I think when brands make themselves available to answer questions about their products or services, you can really engage your audience much faster and show your mm -hmm. personality, show that you know your stuff. Uh, so for me, like I said, I'm going to be trialing it and testing it. It's probably not something that I will do a lot because on the LinkedIn testing at this stage, it, the rooms aren't recorded. And I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of doing things that I can repurpose. So LinkedIn Lives will still be my main strategy because like you said, I can turn them into the podcast that I do. I can turn them yep. into the transcript. I can turn into posts or audiograms. So many different ways you can use it. Um, and that's the other reason why I love LinkedIn Lives so much. I know, I know. I love repurposing, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the in, time. <laughs> in, in a busy world, you don't have a choice if you want mm -hmm. to create the amount of content that it requires on a consistent basis over a long period of time. If you are buried trying to create everything brand new and not looking for ways for content to last longer, to be able to be reused, mm -hmm. um, you will burn out. In content burnout, I think, is a real thing. <laughs> I know, I know. And we could talk about that hours here. But <laughs> I'd like to come to, you mentioned a few times, community. So let's talk about how to build one community in LinkedIn. Yeah, so as a business, I always encourage anyone when I'm doing training is mm -hmm. instead of looking at collecting page followers, like that's not inspiring. Who cares if that little number goes up? The number is actually a reflection of the community. So what I'm encouraging people to do is take another look at the company page and think, how can I make this more valuable? Now, how I encourage people is it's not just a place to attract your ideal customers, right? So if you can become the industry leader that attracts the whole industry to your page, so I call it like a 360 degree, you know, industry invitation. So that could be suppliers, it could be customers, it could be your employees, it could be regulatory bodies, it could be government bodies that might implement, you know, influence your industry. The more that you can get everyone involved and become the hub for the industry, you are automatically seen as the authority in your space more opportunities will come. I'm a salesperson by heart. I love to see how we can grow and get more business and generate more leads. And having that community feel is going to be the way of the future. And mm -hmm. companies that can leverage that will win hands down. It's that simple. So pretty much, I should think all of the shareholders not just about you know my target audience it's about everybody who might be interested in um, in what we share and talk in our industry yeah Love lead that. the conversation absolutely mm -hmm. yeah that's very good okay so one more thing you you mentioned earlier before we uh, hit the record button here uh, greatest hits library in linkedin and this is something i've never heard <laughs> 
it's mine it's my craziness uh so when someone lets me make up a name for a concept that's what happens that's what happens when you let salespeople turn into marketers and do okay. branding uh, so let me talk to you about the greatest hits library my release here's what happens I go to businesses and I say to them, you need to start creating content. And quite often it could be a small business which might have a limited number of employees and resources Mm -hmm. and especially solopreneurs. And I say to them, look, you can't ignore your company brand. You have to put company page content out. And they look at me with this desperation, like how am I gonna do that? I don't have time to create content for my own page, let alone the company page. So I invented the greatest hits library as a way for people to get inspired about how they could use their company page. And what I mean by that is um, I'm about to turn 46, so I'm probably older than a lot of your listeners. But what used to happen is I would save up all my money when I was like a teenager to buy a record or a CD at that time. And every time you bought it, there'd be about 18 songs on the CD. And I'd only like five of them. And they were my five favorites that I would play over and over and over again. But the other ones I, you know, it was like, oh, I'm not interested. So how this applies to LinkedIn is what I want you to do is take your greatest hits posts, the ones that really work with your personal audience and put them over in your company page and create your greatest hits library. The Mm. best of the best, the no fillers, no wasted time, just take your best content and put it over on the company page. So when someone comes to have a look, because we all go stalking each other, when they come over there, they're just going to see all your best hits and your best knowledge. And, you know, it it reduces the amount of work that you have to do because you're not creating from scratch, like we said before, mm-hmm. a lot of repurposing. And that's how you can manage to put more content out, higher quality content, and again, generates more leads down you know, down in the future for your business. I love that. I love this idea, really. Again, we come back to how to how to really repurpose content and how to have more out of one content, let's say, piece you create. Yeah, there's so many good pieces of content that disappear down the home feed <laughs> over 48 hours, 72 hours, never to be seen again. And, you know, I did a look at my content over the, you know, since the last time that we spoke and I realized some of my best work was just disappearing, you know, and I wasn't repurposing it enough and I didn't show it to different audiences. And my company page has been set up specifically for people that are interested in company pages and that's Mm -hmm. what they want to know about. My personal connections, even though I have five times more, they were actually mostly set up in the beginning when I used LinkedIn around the beauty space because I used to sell raw materials and ingredients for skincare and hair care. Now, that audience is not interested in company page tips and tricks. And so what I've got on my company page is a really niche audience that loves that content and they're going to engage more with it. And so just having a strategy that works for both, um, but at the same time, I I only have two people in my business, myself and one other. I create all of the content. How do you do it in a way that actually makes it last longer? And so that's Mm -hmm. why the newsletters are great because they're going to show up on Google forever in a day. That's why LinkedIn Lives are great because they sit on my video tab, which is on the company page, which is different and you don't have one on your personal profile. 
And so those two things alone are the reason why I also focus so much on those because you can go to my company page at any time and see all of my back catalog of all of my LinkedIn lives. On my personal page, it's really hard to find all of that. You would have to go searching. And let's mm-hmm. be clear, who's got time to go searching? <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> I know. Okay, so coming back to, to the strategy. So we have uh, many things we can do. I love the uh, 360 degree approach. I love the greatest uh, hits uh, library, as you, as you call that. And of course, we can use LinkedIn Live, audio newsletter. But let's talk about um, how often and how many posts really are expected by the LinkedIn so that we, you know, wouldn't... Um, get banned by LinkedIn? <laughs> Look, I don't think we're ever going to get banned, but we do have to feed the machine. You know, yep. it is, if you want to grow your business and grow your authority on LinkedIn, it does require content. You have mm-hmm. to be visible. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the main reason that we're creating content to stay top of mind because in a busy world, we all get distracted and forget. And it's, you know, LinkedIn have put out some recent research that says at any one time, 95% of your audience is not in the market to buy. It's only that 5%, right? And those percentages for some industries might be even less. So ultimately what we wanna do is make sure that that 95%, we keep reminding them of what we do, how we can help them, the problems we solve, so that when something happens on their side and they need a product like ours, the only people they can think of is our business. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. that's why it's really important to create content. How much I would say on a company page, if you can manage two to three times a week, that's amazing. You don't need Mm. to do any more than that for most businesses. If you can't do that much and you can only manage once a week, then do once a week. And LinkedIn has actually done some statistics for us that says, people that post once a week on their company page, you know, can grow their followers five times faster than those that don't. And so just keeping it ticking over, being consistent. So no five posts one week, skip three weeks, two posts, skip a few weeks. What we want, I'd rather you do one post a week consistently every single week of the year. Um, That is more important than going hard and then disappearing. It's the disappearing mm-hmm. so that you're not top of mind that will mean you will miss out on business. Consistency is the key, I know, that's, that's for sure. But so I wanna come back to two to three times per week or even once a week, as you, as you said, but be consistent, right? So where's the good balance between uh, being too salesy, not being too salesy? Because I remember last time we also discussed that there are two kind of um, you know extremes. One is that we never sell, we never say to people that here is what you can buy from me. And uh, and the other extreme is that you know every second post is about buy this or do that. So what is the best balance here? Well, have I got a solution for you? It's called my three two one strategy, and it's really simple to remember. Um, And the main thing that I want people to understand is it's about the ratios and the rotation. So how Mm -hmm. it works is this, three plus two plus one equals six. So if we look at six posts, we're gonna rotate these. And again, if you can only do one a week, that's fine. But if you can do two to three, we can make these things happen faster. 
So Mm -hmm. three posts out of the six are going to be what I call good to know posts. And that's where you share your thought leadership. What's going on in your industry that you know about that you can comment on? What trends are you seeing? What's the forecast? What problems are going on in your industry? What things drive you crazy? Like share from a perspective of helping someone else out there, right? So we're doing Mm -hmm. everything from the perspective of what would your ideal client want to know about this topic? Now that's three posts. Two posts are what I call good to feel. Now that's where we get that human connection. So these are behind the scenes photos work really, really well. Uh, It's employee milestones. It might be that you're a purpose-driven company that is out in the world doing some good in the community. Share about that. You might have a new startup. Anything where we get an insight into what your company cares about. So that's two posts. One post, don't forget to post about your products and services. Remind (laughs) people what you do. And like you said before, we have the extreme where people forget and or don't do it. And we have the people that do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't remind people, they will go, that's really good to know information. And I really like you, but I don't think you offer that service. So I'm going to go and buy elsewhere. And that's, you know, the last thing that we want them to do. By keeping it in this ratio, we know that you know your stuff, we like you, and we also trust you and want to buy from you. And so that's how I teach people that I work with the ratio to keep in mind so that we don't do too much of any one thing. Because posts that are good to feel um, are the ones that are most popular. So lots of selfies and things like that Mm -hmm. will work really well on LinkedIn. But do I want to buy from people that only, you know, post Sophie, uh, sorry, Do I want to buy from people that only post selfies every day? No, because I don't know that they know their stuff. So having the balance between knowing that we know our stuff, being likable, and then of course reminding them this is the service that we've created that solves your challenges. And that's why businesses exist. You pay me to solve your challenge. And, you know, reminding people that that's what you do is um, a good tip. Yeah, well, in marketing, we all know it's all about, you know, how people would know about who we are, how they can, you know, like us and and trust us. So it's all there. So six posts. Is it um, yeah. is it per week or per two week? Look, I would say if you can do it over two weeks, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Three weeks is probably more realistic. Again, mm-hmm. it's mainly about how you mix things up and mm-hmm. how you can get it done consistently. So aim for two times a week if you do that and get that habit formed over a couple of months and everything's okay and you've got your system set up then you know put some more effort in and make it three times a week but in the beginning my most important thing my release that i teach people is i don't want you to give up too many people don't Mm -hmm. put in the time and effort over a long enough time to actually see the results So if you can do things and sustain them over a long time, that's more important than going out fast and hard and giving up too quickly. Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100% because I see that too often that this is where the frustration comes, you know, they just dive into something, they do it all day long and they go crazy with that. And, uh, And they come to me and they're like, you know, Marketing is not working for me. I'm sorry, Marilis. <laughs> yeah, like, oh and they don't God. normally have a strategy. They forgot to come yeah. to you and say, what is my strategy? Yeah. Um, if you want to speed things up, strategy first. 
um, you know, speak to mm-hmm. someone like Marley and the team so that you can actually have a strategy because when you have that, that makes you see results. Mm-hmm. It's not just post, 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 and people will buy. Um, it's posting the right things. And that's, you know, I think when people are eager, they jump in. I'm mm-hmm. that kind of person myself. Um, and they jump in and they forget to actually go, what should I be doing? What's going to work? Who am I doing it for? You know, they ignore things like customer research to find out, you know, what is it that the customer actually wants? Um, and then they say LinkedIn doesn't work. Social selling doesn't work. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a shame. I know. And I just love every every piece of information you share. <laughs> So uh, look, I'm, I'm passionate about helping people grow their business and it's a really big opportunity on LinkedIn right now for businesses to jump mm-hmm. in and really drive conversations, build communities. And when you have a community that's out there advocating for you and talking about you when you don't have to pay them to do that, like that's gold. You, you know, there's no amount of money that you could pay for that. Um, and so I think we'll see that slowly happen on LinkedIn. We're not there yet. Uh, we'll start to see things happen, I think, around groups in different parts of LinkedIn that have mm-hmm. historically not been popular, not really had a lot of features. And I think groups is another area that LinkedIn will focus on over the next 12 months to two years. So let's see if I'm right. We'll talk it, you know, in another 12 months um, and see if my vision for where I think LinkedIn's going includes groups and making them improve and i would love to see that i believe you're right because everything goes uh, in uh, in building communities and building groups and building those you know places or where where they can be together and talk about the certain topic that they are interested in so they don't want to see just any other you know uh, topic there they they want to focus so i believe you're right <laughs> but we'll see <laughs> we'll see i'll be back in 12 months um yeah, i think I people want to belong right i think <laughs> they want to belong somewhere they mm-hmm. want to feel like they're a part of something and mm-hmm. even though maybe covid's not as bad as what it was we've got people working from home still some people are back at the office sometimes everywhere you know the world i mean especially here in australia still doesn't feel like it's it's not gone back to normal and i don't think whatever that normal was it's Mm -hmm. not happening um and so we need to find other ways to have those interactions with people and feel like we're a part of something and i believe that being part of groups is actually going to help with that Mm -hmm. so talking about interactions and collaborations so Let's talk about uh, how we can really use the company page um, and personal brand uh, together. I know you have this company page brand squared. (laughs) I do, I do. So um, the new LinkedIn branding book is coming out on 18th of November and that's a collaboration with our joint friend, Michelle Griffin, uh, which I'm really excited and proud of. And we're taking a new approach, Marylise, where what we want to tell people is instead of going onto LinkedIn with a, I can only have this or that approach, we're saying, no, look for opportunities to bring things together and multiply the results. So Mm -hmm. in this case, Brand Squared would say, take your profile, your LinkedIn profile for either yourself or your employees, build up your personal brand, tick, come over here, build up your company brand, 
and then use them together. And the results that you can get by bringing them together are better than either of them alone. And so Mm -hmm. everything that we're talking about in the book is about how do you find opportunities for collaborations, either within LinkedIn or within the community or within a mixture of those two things so that you can get better results. Because I see too many people on LinkedIn say, oh, ignore your company page. It's a waste of time because you don't get as much views on your post. And I'm like, sure you don't. And that's true. But it doesn't mean there's not other ways that you can use it. Uh, And so having a brand that supports the personal brands and vice versa is just the way that Michelle and I are really hoping that we can drive that conversation on LinkedIn over the next you know, year or so, so that people can see it as an opportunity, bringing things together, not separating them. Yes, and the, the synergy really that comes out of that is huge. As I can see, the synergy that comes out of two Michelles, because you both, you know, are a great friends of mine. And I really, I am so excited about what you do. And I really, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to your book. So I think that by the time this podcast is uh, is live, I believe your book is just, you know, maybe launched already. I think so, so. So please tell us, where can we find, you know, the book? Yeah, the LinkedIn branding book is going to be on Amazon. It's the easiest way that we can distribute Mm -hmm. things worldwide. Now, when you jump onto Amazon, it is literally called the LinkedIn branding book. So it's really easy to remember. The other reason you're going to remember, the cover is hot pink. Um, So it will stand (laughs) out and that aligns with our podcast. Uh, So our plan is to, you know, it's an interactive book that links back to the podcast episode. So you can hear us talk about brand squared Um, and it's a way as I said that we want to you know really inspire people to get started have a clear path understand what branding is and then look for ways to collaborate with other people and multiply their results Uh, Mm -hmm. and so Michelle and I have been you know really working hard this whole year on this concept Uh, and you know from Michelle squared to brand squared it made sense Um, but yeah it's I appreciate Anybody support that might be listening to this, if you want a copy, it'll be on Amazon. Well, I love Michelle Squared and I love the book, <laughs> the brand Squared. So, oh my God, please make sure to, to find the book from the Amazon. Or if you can't find it, reach out to me or Michelle and uh, we will help you for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So please tell us, um, just help me here to, to wrap it up for our listeners, because uh, I... I had so many notes, you know, we talked about newsletter, we talked about LinkedIn lives, audio, we talked about 360 degree greatest hits library, and we talked about uh, the consistency and, you know, the free plus two plus one strategy here. Is there anything else we should really take, uh, take it from here today um, uh, for our listeners that as, as a takeaway or as a very important thing they should uh, they should put into their LinkedIn company page strategy. Look, that summary was amazing and we have covered a lot of things Mm -hmm. here today. What I would say is the number one thing that I want people to take away is you can no longer afford to ignore your building your business brand on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. regardless of what you hear and maybe the posts that you see. Now is the time to start leading your industry if you want your business to grow. If you let your competitors get a head start, 
by 12 months, 18 months, two years, they will build the community first and you will have a lot of trouble trying to catch up without investing a significant amount of money and time. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't want to do that, you have the opportunity to get in early and really lead your industry and build that 360 degree B2B community built on thought leadership that's original and valuable. And whoever does that first in your industry, they're going to be the ones that are getting the leads. They'll, you know, obviously convert into more opportunities, which drives revenue, which means they're going to have, it's this vicious cycle. More revenue means they'll invest more, which means you'll always be playing catch up. So Mm -hmm. it might not seem like a big thing and you might want to listen not want to listen to people that say your post doesn't get as much reach as a personal post it's time to take those blinkers off and look at the bigger picture and start to build your brand community i just love it so please michelle tell how should people reach out to you if they want to connect with you Look, if you come and find me, I'm Michelle J. Raymond on LinkedIn. And there's a reason the J is there. It's because there's about 5,000 Michelle Raymonds all over the world. So find me at Michelle J. Raymond. My company page is Good Trading Co. It's where you can find all the latest tips on LinkedIn company pages and selling in a B2B space. Um, And I would love to connect with people if I can ever help any of your audience with questions around either of those things. Of course, I'm always happy to help. I'm, I'm so glad, you know, you took this time to be here with us today. But uh, last but not least, Michelle, let's um, imagine that we only have one minute for a podcast. <laughs> I have three questions and you will have one minute to answer okay. each of them. So first question, please share a song that inspires you and why? Yeah, my favorite song to get me inspired is probably Avicii's Wake Me Up because I love songs that inspire me, that really lift my energy and it's a reminder to make the most of every day. Perfect. Thank you. And it took under a minute. You're great at that. (laughs) And here comes another minute (laughs) question. Done. So please share a quote you think our listeners should know and why. Well, this quote isn't a famous quote. It comes from my mom, Marilise. And what it is, is if you hang out with garbage, you smell like it. And she said that to me when I was 17. And what it means is if you hang out with the wrong kinds of people, it reflects poorly back on you. So on LinkedIn, choose your community wisely, surround yourself with the best of the best, and that will reflect really great on you. And it will just help you get results faster and more than you ever imagine. It's the power of having a great community. I just love it. Thank you. (laughs) So, and the last question is, please share five steps on getting your LinkedIn company page strategy right today. The first step, make sure that you've got your business goals sorted. The second step is make sure that your CEO is involved in the process so that they can have the buy-in and approve it. They are then going to give you the third step, which is having make sure you've got the right resources. So do you need training? Do you need to invest in your employees? 
The fourth step is make sure your company page is set up 100% correctly because you're going to get 30% extra weekly views. And the fifth step is stay consistent over a long period of time, not, you know, go out hard and then disappear. So that's my five step process. I just love it. I really, I really do love it. Oh my God. Thank you, Michelle, so much. It was so great to have you here with us again. It is my pleasure and hopefully it won't be another 12 months before we have another conversation. I'm sorry that it's taken that long. I love our conversations and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk to your community and share what I've learned about LinkedIn since we last spoke. Yeah, thank you. I really hope we can uh, we can speak soon again. No problems. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. But make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind. We would really appreciate it if you would rate this podcast and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. That will help us and other potential uh, new listeners. Until next time.